The Future Sport Podcast is brought to you by 3Advance, developers of sports tech apps that are AI-powered and UX-focused. So if you're looking to create some apps for your startup or your sports biz calls for some artificial or business intelligence, you should check out 3Advance. They're incredible. Go to 3Advance.com. That's the number 3Advance.com. Empire. They want to take you out to a new ball game. As we got started, our initial tech size was uh, 42K as no mods to Jack drop. And it allowed us to bring a lot of players on board uh, and then give them a voice in what we're doing from the perspective of what companies are we evaluating. That's Jared Sims and Peter Stein who founded Turn2 Equity Partners. And they hope that great baseball minds can help shepherd the pastime into the future. This is the Future Sport Podcast. I'm Bram Weinstein. Jarrett Sims' dad is Dave Sims, calls games for the Seattle Mariners, the latest stop during a prominent broadcasting career, so a profound love for sports was entrenched in Jarrett. Peter Stein has made his career in sports tech, venture capital, and business development. So their hope is to become a supercharged battery that baseball has needed to rebrand its most important assets, their players. Our guests this week are Jarrett Sibbs and Peter Stein from the newly launched venture-style holding company, Turn2 Equity Partners. Hey guys, how are you? Graham, doing great. How are doing you? Doing well. Uh, what made you want to start a venture-style holding company in the middle of a pandemic? <laughs> Perfect timing, really. Um, no joke. Peter and I connected pre-pandemic, but you know, had a vision for how uh, things can be done in a different way on both the venture side and you know, serving entrepreneurs. And the pandemic accelerated a lot of things that were already going on uh, prior, as far as you know, consolidation in different markets on the event side. Um, you know, MLB taking an active uh, approach to gathering data. You know how MLB has changed the game up in terms of MLB and the consolidation. The uh, I'm sorry, the consolidation on the minor league side. Um, that's just, there's so many things that were going on that the pandemic just accelerated. And uh, you know, for business on our on our side, it's it's been fun, interesting, and and uh, business has been really good. So, um, what's the initial goal here? What, what was the vision for starting the company? Make baseball cool again. <laughs> um, I mean, for us, it, it was it's really twofold. It, it, Certainly focused on on baseball, on addressing the, the gaps we see at the amateur market, and to properly leverage um, MLB players as influencers, uh, and, and really to I think create a new approach to, to venture capital uh, for the sports tech market specifically. So when you say make it cool again, what do you mean by that? What what is it missing? You think that needs to attract the younger modern fan? So there was a report yeah. recently that Derek Jeter was the most recognizable um, amongst 50 players uh, in all sports. Derek Jeter was the only baseball player on that list, and he retired. And so I think MLB's you know, had a problem with marketing its players. And, you know, they're guys that are got every bit of uh, much, as much swag as players uh, in the NFL and NBA. And, uh, you know, they just the conservative sport by nature. 
And, you know, I think that somehow, you know, that, that works against players in a way. But I think that uh, marketing players in the way that the other leagues do, uh, that's something that uh, baseball is, is now coming around on. Um, but then there's also uh, the element of uh, players exerting their influence in, in other industries and crossing over with culture, music, and, and other things. I think that that's something that we're, we're starting to see a lot more of, and we're, we're excited to be at the at the forefront here with some of the things that we're launching very soon. That's really... We I, have to meet them where they are. So just adding a, a big focus for us was with Instagram and the social media platforms where that younger generation is and to have a, a presence there. You know, what's really interesting about it, um, it, one of the things that you guys went to is Player Studio, which was founded by by Major League Baseball Advanced Media, BAM, which has been at the forefront, really, of sports technology and data analytics and all of that stuff. And yet, here you are talking about how behind the times they were in the literal marketing of their stars. It's a weird chasm, you know, that was in between how modern they thought about certain things and how behind they were in other ways. Yeah, that's interesting. The you know, MLB Advanced Media did a really, really good job of, uh, you know, marketing the, the 30 teams and, 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 you know, the logos for each of those and, and centralizing uh, the assets and, and really kind of paving the way from a OTT streaming perspective in the industry and the ability to then, you know, take that out and service NHL, MLS, and these other entities. Um, but it just wasn't a very player-centric model, um, but, but we certainly see an opportunity to to sort of repeat that to where God, um, especially with the, the player investors that we have on our platform. Um, so do you kind of envision this a little bit like Players Tribune? Is this more of a marketing firm? How do, how do you kind of envision what the goal is for what you're going to do with the players? Absolutely. So it's, uh, we're, not any, we're not a singular company. So we focus on not only events, but media, uh, as, uh, as we've discussed a little bit, and then data and technology and consumer, you know, CPG in that market. And we really feel like these things all working together is, you know, really key because, you know, you serve the entire ecosystem. When we're players, you know, come into, uh, into the action here, as Peter mentioned, as, as investors in our case, uh, our, and when, as we got started, our initial check size was uh, 42K as an homage to, to Jack Robinson. Mm. And it allowed us to bring a lot of players on board uh, and then give them a voice in what we're doing from the perspective of what companies are we evaluating our diligence on and investing in, uh, you know, acquiring and incubating. And uh, that's something that this ecosystem and all of these different pieces of those companies in, in those four buckets working together um, provides low cost user acquisition for each of the, the companies um, and, and, and really, you know, creates a, a healthy model. And, you know, we're really excited about the entrepreneurs that, that we're able to help get to the, to the next stage uh, as well. And some of those, being players, uh, building businesses around players. There's one uh, player in particular played with the Yankees and, and the Red Sox, Darnell McDonald. Uh, he's a great guy. I consider him like family now. Uh, but Bobby Evans and I have been you know, providing some executive training for Darnell as we incubate you know, a company that uh, he's long dreamt about and has pulled in a lot of the folks in, in his orbit, uh, you know, former teammates, in, into, into uh, that company. Uh, so we're, we're going to be launching something with him uh, you know, Q4 of this year. And uh, that's just one example uh, it's of, of what we're incubating. It's a, a company all built around mindfulness. And I think that, uh, you know, it's, it's a beautiful thing to be able to give players a voice in that way uh, and then help them, you know, achieve, achieve some of their dreams. And, and certainly it fits our, our model. 
again, with uh, events, data technology, consumer goods, and, and media. Media is really uh, as an amplifier, as Peter always likes to say. Um, let's talk about Player Studio for a moment, um, which was, I previously mentioned, was um, founded by Major League Baseball Advanced Media. Um, why did you want to acquire that? Yeah, so the really a, a no-brainer for us with both the leadership and experience that Din brings, as well as some of the assets within that, um, which includes some you know, certain productions that, that are, are getting underway. Uh, but for us, I mean, we, we see a, an opportunity to create a, a digital media platform, you know, similar similar to an overtime, but focused on this baseball market, uh, and then to to build it in a way uh, you know, with a lot of a lot of content coming out. Um, you know, we have a, a partnership with John Boyd Media that we're very excited about with a show called The GM Files um, that should be really in the next couple of weeks uh, coming to life. We're going to do so in a, in a, in a cost-effective way, um, which Dan is able to uh, bring to the table, uh, and then to be able to you know, build a, a, an audience that, that's growing. We already have over a million followers on Instagram, um, closer to five now. And to be able to just reach the audience in a very organic way, as Jared said earlier, to drive this low-cost user acquisition for the rest of the portfolio, uh, then with the goal in 2021 to you know to go for a much much bigger platform OTT type of play. Um, so, yeah, Graham, we're stacking assets right now, and and you know, in this one, as much as it was about this slate of ten shows that we have and uh, getting that done at a you know tip top level, that's what Din helps us do. But it's it's really about you know the person, and you know Din now is a pillar for us on the media side and the way we have, you know, Jim Duquette and Bobby Evans as pillars on the events and amateur and, and, and pro market. And, um, you know, we're really, we're really pumped about, uh, you know, Jimmy Lee Solomon joining us as well in that regard, you know, his, his, you know, Rolodex and, and history as an executive, you know, very, very much unmatched almost. Um, so say, uh, with, uh, you know, other, other pillars, Peter and I heading up, uh, things from a, a board perspective, you know, again, player studios, about getting this slate of shows done, and, and Peter, you know, mentioned the, the one piece of content we're uh, we're really pumped about there with with uh, the GM files. But uh, Din's brought something to us that allows us to make sure that for entrepreneurs and, and the companies in our portfolio uh, we're able to to execute at a really high level, and, and he's been a joy to work with. Let me go back to the incubator part of this. Um, the NFLPA has their own incubator style um, uh, program that they work with with some of their players and they invite in startups to pitch them to invest or, or try to help players uh, invest in their own companies. The NBA obviously has been very forward thinking. A lot of their players have been involved in a lot of different sectors of tech and investment. Um, was there a void in baseball? Were they behind with that? Is that, is that part of the void that you, you sought to kind of close up? I don't know if there's a void, but I think that, you know, the Players Association was uh, busy at uh, making sure that they could provide resources to players in a way that brought the alumni in uh, to various ventures and, and, you know, deploying capital. Uh, We have some great relationships with with folks there. We just thought that with our player relationships, uh, we we saw kind of a different way uh, to to do things and bridge, bridge a gap. Uh, between entrepreneurs, allow players to exert influence, uh, but then also take their careers post-playing career uh, to the next level in terms of getting them involved in, in the companies, kind of in the way I mentioned about uh, Darnell earlier. We're, we're going to be doing a, a few other things in that, that regard. Um, so baseball sometimes is, uh, is a few years 
few years behind. But uh, in this case, you know, there, there are a lot of good folks in this space who are hard at work um, in a similar fashion. But I feel like we've, we've differentiated ourselves based on, you know, the unique team that we've built. And, uh, you know, our thesis being really around all of the companies in the portfolio is coming back to data and technology uh, at, at the heart of it, um, you know, with, uh, with, again, media amplifying each of these pieces. Peter, what, what's your background? Yeah, so my background uh, began sort of broad sports industry experience, uh, marketing with the New York Yankees and the Brooklyn Nets uh, before shifting to a very data focus um, back in the day, Bloomberg Sports had a division, so I'm at Bloomberg, uh, and then on to a company called Repucom, um, which was eventually acquired by Nielsen Sports. So I got this broad sports industry experience before taking the jump into venture capital and working at a VC firm in New York called Launch Capital, focusing on early stage tech uh, investing in um, really kind of seeds the Series A and, and got, got my hands dirty. Um, both within the portfolio at large and then eventually joining a portfolio company called Block 6 Analytics, uh, which is sort of a, a, a um, measures uh, value of, of digital media assets um, and with the, David Falk, actually the chairman of the board. So I got good experience kind of on, on both sides of the table, as they say, uh, and then launched my firm, Sport Tech Ventures, um, about two and a half years ago, which has now really just been rolled into turn two at large. And Jarrett, uh, your father is is one of the really famous broadcasters uh, in baseball and in, in sports, for that matter. Dave Sims. Um, what's your background? So I grew up in the uh, in the game in Madison Square, Square Garden. My dad was doing a show called Sports Night with Dave Sims back in the eighties. Uh, so huh. you know, I, I was there. Um, you know, with uh, you know, I think it was uh, that song from Dirty Dancing they would play at the end of Nick. I still have that firmly implanted uh, in, in my head when uh, I would go down to the to the court to meet my dad. But um, you know, whether it was there or in the Eagles locker room, my dad ended up doing uh, his voice of the Big East, and, and obviously now it's the voice of the Seattle Mariners. I uh, did NFL for you know a decade plus, and so I've got to see you know how athletes, um, you know, in, in baseball in particular, uh, is an underserved nature. For, for players and this crossover effect. I was very excited about being able uh, to change the game with Peter. And uh, we came together when I was the founder and CEO of a VR training company, Monsterful. And um, you know, Peter was, uh, was an investor at the time, uh, you know, formed a bond and, and you know, in terms of changing how VC works and then also making sure that, you know, I learned, I learned this, that uh, you need to have the right partners uh, as an entrepreneur to succeed. And we really feel like the team that we've built uh, provides that, you know, some portfolio companies, companies we're investing in, uh, and the entrepreneurs that run them. And uh, I was the head of product uh, for a company called Hyper, which was just recently acquired. It's the largest search engine and database for influencers. And, uh, you know, so building big data platforms, apps, websites, that was my uh, my background before I had an epiphany there at Safeco, then Safeco Field on the pitchers mound, just having a catch with my dad and brother that I needed to do something that combined my love of sports with my background in technology. He couldn't, you got the pipes. He couldn't convince you to go the broadcasting route. You're not into that one. (laughs) (laughs) Graham, I I know you went to uh, American university. Um, I saw you with some, you know, kind of a between two ferns setup on your your Twitter. (laughs) Looking at that. I went to to GW. Um, So back in the day, I, I called some games. 
for for GW. My first broadcast, my dad gave me. He keeps it real. Uh, my dad, you know, you got to give him that. He gave me a C plus. Um, you know, so so I think that uh, I don't know if that dissuaded me uh, and had me become an entrepreneur. But uh, but no, I, I had considered it at one time. Well, I mean, here's the deal with that. Uh, us broadcasters, we kind of keep everybody at bay because we know everybody wants our job. So even even <laughs> our own children, we tell them, ah, that was okay, kid. That was all right. <laughs> the, um, uh, the Albert family didn't get that message, though. No, <laughs> no, they didn't. They, <laughs> they did not. Um, uh, the one name that really stands out to me is I'm a huge Nationals fan. And, of course, Dusty Baker was the manager here um, for a few years. Um, he's one of the founding partners there, too. And I, I mean, I don't know him well, but I, I think of him as as old school as it gets. And here he is on this, like, forward-thinking venture capital firm. Um, what, what brought Dusty to you guys? Dusty is literally the coolest dude I've ever met <laughs> in my life. I mean, the guy's credited with inventing the high five, um, but he's got soul and, and passion, grit, and um, just just as a, a warm person and really smart. He's introduced a lot of folks to us, uh, you know, from the perspective of those we're you know we're working with, those that uh, we may uh, invest in. Uh, but Dusty was actually one of the first people that I called when Peter and I decided to uh, formalize our partnership, uh, just knowing how, how Dusty's actually, you know, again, very forward thinking. He's an entrepreneur. He's the head of uh, an energy company and uh, the head of uh, the founder of a, of a winery. Um, and, uh, you know, I think he said, he said to me, uh, every time he lost a job, he started a new company. Huh. And uh, so I don't know if that timeline matches up with him leaving the nationals, but you know, our, our coming together, uh, it was really just a function of I couldn't think of anybody better to uh, uh, have as a as a partner after Peter and I formed our partnership, and um, you know it's it's been fun to work with him and he's very engaged um, and uh, just it's exciting to see him uh, in in a uniform uh, with the with the Astros and and we're uh, we're pulling for him every game now. And the respect that he garners from his former players, you know, guys like Darnell McDonald who are part of our class one. Uh, it's just really special to see that the way that you can tell that Dusty helped really shape their lives, and um, yeah, we cannot think of a better person to you know to, to have as a, a founding partner. Very cool, Jared Sims and Peter Stein from Turn Two Equity Partners. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you, appreciate it, Bram. On the next Future Sport podcast. I think there there are a few challenges. Uh, people with intellectual disabilities do um, often have more physical challenges that make them a little bit more vulnerable to the virus that we have right now. And so that, of course, makes it more difficult. I think the challenge um, in school of not being able to interact with your um, with your fellow classmates, um, not being able to interact with your teacher as much. Uh, really, really creates a, a new challenge for them to overcome. And, and certainly and in healthcare, from the standpoint of being able to communicate with your doctor. That's Kelly Seeley, Chief Marketing Officer with the Special Olympics, where a pandemic has dampened her ability to spread the mission of awareness and equality. That will do it for this episode. As always, the future is now. This is the Future Sport Podcast. I'm Bram Weinstein. 
The Future Sport Podcast is brought to you by 3Advance, developers of sports tech apps that are AI-powered and UX-focused. So if you're looking to create some apps for your startup or your sports biz calls for some artificial or business intelligence, you should check out 3Advance. They're incredible. Go to 3Advance.com. That's the number 3Advance.com.